Hi, I'm Stacy Hyde and I'm back for another episode of Better Financial Health in 15 Minutes or Less. And as I record this, it's mid-February and Valentine's Day is next week. But interestingly enough, it's also Ash Wednesday and a local bakery around here comes out with a cupcake this time of year called the Ashes of Old Flames. So that's certainly not what Ash Wednesday is, but it definitely drew that analogy in my mind. Um, but what I think is important to talk about there, because I know that a lot of unmarried couples live together these days and they have, they often combine finances and these relationships can be longer term. But I think it's important to understand when you have a joint bank account with someone that they can pull out all the money in there. And then you really have no recourse because they were a joint owner. So I think it's important while you hope this relationship works out and everything is fine, and in most cases they are, that you also maintain your own bank account. And if you do have a joint account that it's only for specific bills and you're not, that's not where your big savings are going to there. Because unlike in in a marriage where if you go to break up, a court has to bless the marital dissolution agreement and there's some protection that doesn't exist outside of a formal marriage commitment. And so I think you have to be a little bit careful there. The other thing that came up in a meeting that I had um, a few weeks ago was a couple had been together for a long time. They were not married. They even had children together and they made about the same amount of money. In fact, he made a little bit more than her, but she had purchased kind of a big ticket item for him to sort of pursue this dream that he wanted to do. And my concern was it was putting a crimp in her month to month bills because she had purchased this for him. And I suggested that because he's going to start a business with this, that she go to him and say, as you start making money in your business, I would, I need you to pay me back for the cost of this. And then you can keep all the business profits yourself but I want to get paid back for my investment in your business because she said he had really pushed back. He didn't want her to be a partner in it. And even the household expenses, she carried the lion's share of them. And so I think it's important that she protect herself financially in this. And it could be the other way. Sometimes it's the guy needs to protect himself because maybe She's not working, but spending a lot of money and stuff like that. So I think it's, you have to keep that in the back of your mind and you want to share and maybe you divide up household expenses based on income. You know, you make, um, you make a hundred thousand, I make 80,000. So I'm going to put in $80 and you put in a hundred to shared bills and that's how bills get paid each month. Um, but be careful and, and understand and not necessarily give them access to your primary bank accounts because you could wake up and be in a worse financial shape than you thought. The same thing goes with giving people access to your credit cards or your PIN numbers. You 
definitely need to keep those private. Um, and if you reuse passwords, for the, for the love of all things good, do not use the same passwords for financial accounts that you use for your streaming service, your, um, your Netflix, things like that. Things that should be unique passwords known only to you, your Apple password if you have an iPhone, and any of your bank accounts, and don't use the same one for all of those because then if a hacker gets that one, they can get access to your other accounts. So, and that also brings it up if you have, you know, multi-factor authentication is a thing now. So if you use the same password on your Visa card as you use on your Gmail, well, somebody can hack into your Gmail and get that extra code and then the code's not any good. So you definitely need to be aware of that. And also it's great now that Apple allows you to get text messages on your iPad. But if that's, if you're leaving that behind and somebody has access to that, then they could put in that code even though they don't have your phone. So just something else to think about and to really think about your security and your financial future. Hopefully this never applies to you, but I think it's always important to think in the um, case of prevention because preventing things from going sideways is a lot easier than trying to fix it after the fact. Um, on the other hand, and sharing a more happy note in thinking of Valentine's Day, um, it is helpful, I think, for um, couples to share financial goals, financial dreams, to discuss big ticket purchases, because then you get to work together and that can really bring you closer together. And you do need to be open and share with if you if you're bringing a lot of debt or you weren't raised in a fully functional uh, money home, like finances were always kind of like you, your family sort of slid from one disaster or emergency to another. You need to share that because as you share it and you work through it, you'll be in a better position to meet those challenges together. And then um, I am old school. I hope that you wind up being married and have a long marriage and you work together and you build that foundation together. So happy Valentine's Day if you celebrate. Thanks for tuning in. This has been another episode of Better Financial Health in 15 Minutes or Less.